Hi everybody, my name is Ryan. I am your dungeon master. Welcome back to The Game is Afoot. We are going through a transition in our format. I'm not sure which episode this is going to be, because I've already promised that Zoe is going to be our first set of released episodes. Ah. Uh. However, this is the first episode I'm recording. So the format is very new to me, and it's very new to my guest. Um, before we get to our guest, reminder that I use she, her pronouns. Always normalize pronouns. Mads, my love. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> back for more. And I use they, them, or if you would like, he, him. What about your character? What is your character's name and pronouns? Oh, You don't my... have to go too into depth right now. Okay. Uh, my character goes by the nickname B, like the letter, and uses he, him. Today's session is going to be a little bit unique, but I'm not going to tell you why. That's the fun of doing this together. Mads is so excited. He's I so wish, excited. I wish you could see their face. He's so excited. Okay. B. Yes. You are in your lovely forest home, of which I've already sent you a picture that I found on Google because I can't draw. It is so cozy. It is tiny. It has, like, a complete wraparound porch. It has, um, the angle of the roof is very, uh... It's like almost an A-frame, except the roof doesn't go all the way to the ground. Uh, the roof is moss-colored. It is the perfect little forest hideaway bungalow. I think that sums it up pretty well. It also has a fenced yard. The homeowner is actually young Emily, 11 years old. She's been maintaining this property since she was nine and a half when her parents passed away. But before we dig into this adventure, why don't we have B describe himself? Well, do the voice, do the voice, do the voice, 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 do the voice, do the voice, do the voice, 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 do the voice, do the voice, do the voice, 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 do the voice, do the voice, voice, voice. Here's the thing. I've been mostly making fun of him already by doing a voice. So I guess that is going to be his canon character voice. Oh, I thought that was the voice. Okay. That's why I sang a song. We're going to see what I can do here. Well, I'm pretty big for... My age, I guess. I'm relatively built. Lean. I don't work at my physique, but I'm in good shape. I've got dark eyes and pointed ears and multicolored hair. I would like to say that I look distinguished. (laughs) I'm trying so hard. (laughs) I also... Always wear my, sorry, I always wear my bandana. Emily gave it to me. She made it for me. It's the most important thing I own. How long has B been with Emily? Ever since I can remember. Also, I feel like I should tell you that because I am squishy level one, my hit points are, I have 10 of them. That's okay. All. So here's the thing. I already looked yes. up how to properly account for the fact that you are a, a player on your own. Okay. Excellent. I, I mean, I figured you're a good DM. You've always been a good DM. But I just, I was like, oh, only 10. Okay. But this is my first time for realsies doing this for just one person. Right. Because when we did it for the previous format, I winged the fuck out of it and there was no combat. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, anyway, so, anyway, moving on. You have described your picturesque home. You have described your character. 
Emily left quite a few days ago to do some errands. She tends to save all of her errands for one specific day of the week so that she can spend the rest of the week working at the mansion on the hill. That way she can afford the mortgage for your house. You usually see her at night in the very wee hours in the morning. And during the day, a neighbor boy named Zach walks two miles so that you can play. I like Zach. At this point... Zach is a good boy. There are very few creatures upon whom I would bestow the title of good boy. Zach is one of them. And he is a good boy. He has come every day, as expected, but Emily hasn't returned. All of the food within reach is gone, and there's no fresh water. This is more than unusual. If Emily ever does stay the night at work, then she sends home a ribbon to let you know. What do you do? Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. If she wasn't back by the end of an errand day... He would have already been worried. And if she wasn't back the following morning, he would have tried to get out, probably. Okay. Um. And if he wasn't able to, then I'm assuming Zach would have let it, would have liberated me <laughs> the next day. So here's the thing. Yes. Let's have you make a no modifiers dexterity check. Oh, look, I'm proficient in dexterity saving throw. No modifiers. Mm. And see what you can do. An 18. Okay. Uh, so you get out. Okay. And the moment you get out, mm -hmm. a light shines down on you from above. <laughs> the world smells newer. But at the same time, the fact that Emily's been gone so long suddenly feels much more urgent. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a path that she takes from your home every day to go to wherever she goes during the day. Mm -hmm. So you can start along that path, or you can do something else. Tell me what you do. Yeah, I think the very, very first thing that he would do would be to just start down that path. Okay, uh, so you go down the path. It is a beautiful day. The birds are singing. The sun is shining. Everything the seems... The tank is clean. <laughs> the tank is clean. Sorry. <laughs> Everything is completely and beautifully wonderful. I do also want to point out that uh, forests are my preferred terrain. Let me just pull up what that means again really quickly. Because what class are you now? I'm a ranger. You're a ranger. Difficult terrain doesn't slow my travel. I can't become lost except by magical means in a forest. Even while engaged in another activity, I remain alert to danger. If I'm alone, I can be, I move stealthily at a normal pace. Foraging, I find twice as much food as I normally would. And while tracking other creatures, I learn their exact number, sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. All right. Well, it's not difficult terrain. It's a path. Right. And as you go down that path, again, everything seems great. You're going to go find Emily. Mm -hmm. Everything will be fine. She'll be home soon. Until you reach a fork in the road. Mm -hmm. So, what are you going to do about this fork in the road? I am going to deploy my sniffer. Okay. Would you rather roll perception or investigation to use the sniffer? Well, um, seeing as how my racial traits give me per, uh, a an advantage on perception with anything regarding hearing or smell, I'm going to go with perception. Okay. Um, listeners, I am sorry if you hear the heater that just kicked on. 
Um, at my parents' place, they've converted a garage into a living space, and it's just much more convenient to record out here than the trailer. But the heater kicked on, and it's cold in here, so I'm not turning it off. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, and I do have proficiency on perception, so 17. Okay. You were able to determine that Emily went down the eastern path. Wait, sorry. And then I also use my wisdom modifier, right? 18. <laughs> you still determine I, the eastern path. Listen, it's been a minute, listeners. Yeah, no, we haven't played in a while. I go down the eastern path. Okay. This path goes uphill, up, up, uphill, until you find a huge mansion. Um, from the mansion, you can see the town below, plenty of healthy forests, including where you think your house is, and a section of burned forest. How okay, I want to try to determine how recently the burn happened. The burn is too far away for you to smell it. Roll me a perception check at disadvantage. Thirteen. You can't tell from how far away you are. Okay. Like it it is more than a walk to get there. And I can't tell if smoke is like actively rising or anything. There is no active smoke, I'll tell you that much. So you see the town below, you see this burned area below, and you see the mansion. From sniffing around, you can tell that this seems to be where Emily goes every day. You can smell it on the gate where she's opened it in the past. He's gonna sit outside the gate and observe for a minute to see if there's movement, if there's other workers. I think you see a gardener, a landscaper, who's taking care of some of the hedges that are, like, right at the front of the mansion. Um, again, you're at the gate, so somebody would have to open the gate to let you in. Yeah, I, if it's a mansion, I assume it's a nice enough gate that he wouldn't be able to open it from the other side. You need certain things to do that, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I guess this is where the jig is kind of up. Because it becomes the question of, is he self-aware enough to know that it would be unusual for him to say, excuse me? Because <laughs> um, I don't think that he necessarily would. I, I, that decision is entirely in your hands, and I can okay. very easily edit what you just said out so that the jig okay. is not up. Right. I can make this go as long as we want. Okay. Ish. I mean, I think people will probably already have an idea because of the whole sniffer. <laughs> sniffer and the fact that I just waggled my thumbs at you. Shut up. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I love you. Okay. Here's the other thing. One of his flaws is that he is kind of prickly and suspicious of other people, so I don't know that he would actually call out to a gardener. He wants to try to clock this gardener. Does this seem like a friendly gardener? Does this seem like a crotchety gardener? Roll insight for me. And insight is also wisdom, so 17. He seems decent. He's whistling while he works. Every once in a while, he kind of looks around to make sure nobody's watching, and then he throws some bird seed out of his pocket. Not an ideal choice of creature to befriend, but better than nothing. He thinks to himself. And he sits, he places himself in, like, the middle of the path. 
sits all prim and proper and goes, Excuse me. The gardener looks up and he looks around. He can't really identify where it came from. I tilt my head to one side. <laughs> Is anyone there? Hello. Ah! I tilt my head to the other side. My love, will you describe to the listeners what I just did? <laughs> she has a finger over her mouth. Her mouth came open. She gestures as her mouth comes open. She closes her mouth and puts her hand over her mouth again. Does it again. Well, and then he walks to the gate. And he opens the gate and closes it behind it. Behind him, excuse me. And kneels down to look at you. Are you some kind of toy for the young mistress? He says and starts investigating your bandana to try to see. If he tries to touch me, uh, I will back away. Get get to my feet and back away and bristle a little bit. And I'm not a toy, sir. Oh, pardon. A witch is familiar then. If it suits you. Where is Emily? We haven't seen Emily in days. My very keen ears prick up at that. (laughs) Days. We thought of sending word home to her family, but as far as we're aware, she has none left. Who are you? That's not important. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I... Okay, actually, how would he answer that is the thing, is he would- No, that is a perfectly valid answer. If his primary focus is finding Emily, then that might not be important. It is. It just caught me off guard. It's not important. She never returned home. I'll admit we did wonder. I have something that she accidentally left behind, if it would help. He head tilts again? What is it? I'll be right back. And he goes inside- Closing the gate behind him again, because he's not about to get in trouble for you. And he comes back (laughs) with one of her hair ribbons. She doesn't have many of these. They're precious to her. They're kind of getting frayed along the edges, honestly, with how often she uses them. And he... But it's telling that she left it behind. Yes. And he puts it down in front of you. Would you mind and he sits and sort of sticks his neck out because he can't tie it himself he would like it tied to his bandana ah of course he does that for you um tying it around where you already have the bandana tie that seems like the most safe place for it you do you already get advantage on Perception rolls for your sense of smell and hearing. You mm-hmm. do, right? Okay. So unique to this situation. Go ahead and take double advantage. Oh! Which means you get to roll three times. If it's regarding scent and trying to find Emily. Okay. Because you have her scent with you now. Good. Okay. Hmm. Is there anything else I can do, sir? Please keep an eye out for Of course. And send my regards to your witch. And he wags slightly at that. Oh, I mean, now the jig is up. Yes. I can't edit that out. (laughs) Yes, he wags slightly at that. And he gives him a nod 
and he turns and comes back the way that he came. Okay. Now that you're coming back the way that you came. Actually, he he is going to nod and then he's going to do some sniffing because he thinks it's very strange that she left her hair ribbon at her place of employ when these things are very precious to her. And he suspects that this may be the work of his natural enemy. <laughs> I'm not going to reveal who that is right now. Um, <laughs> in case we want to bring it up later. Um, <laughs> it's going to come up pretty rapidly, probably, but... <laughs> He suspects that this is the work of his natural enemy. Okay. Uh, so you're sniffing around. Yes. Go ahead and use that triple advantage. Okay. Well, but he's not sniffing for Emily. He's sniffing for his enemy. Oh, okay. Hold on. I need to double check to make sure that I don't have some kind of special... Hmm. Okay. I have advantage on wisdom checks to track my favorite enemies as well as on intelligence to recall information about them. Okay, so... Okay. But right now he's just searching for traces of them. He's not tracking them. So that would either be perception or investigation. I'll let you pick. Okay. I'm gonna have it be... I'm gonna have it be perception. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Normal advantage. 19. There are no signs of your favorite en- enemy around this place. However... <laughs> You rolled so well. Mm-hmm. I think you do find Emily's trail again. Okay. And it leads back down the way you came. Mm-hmm. And you determine that she did try to go home. Don't like the way you said that. <laughs> but partway down the path, mm-hmm. her scent disappears. And you think you've lost it. But because you rolled so well, you're able to pick it up again a little to the south. Uh, B is going to follow his nose. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Game is Afoot. I'm going to keep it super short. Here's an ad for the control group. Bored of D&D? Want to try something else? Why not check out Control Group? We test systems so you don't have to. Using our patented mini-campaigns along with one-shots, we test how far you can stretch systems with our unique ideas and broad storytelling. Our mission statement is to give a voice to those not often heard in the TTRPG community. So whether it be a system you've never heard of, or our testers being people of color, people on the LBGTQIA spectrum, we want to make sure our stories are broad, vast, and told from different perspectives. So whether you want classic role-playing or just big goofs, come listen to us try out systems, some of which we've even made ourselves. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or head over to controlgrouppod.com. That's CTRL, just like the key on your keyboard. There you can find the systems we test, along with easily accessible PDFs. So check us out if you're into Monster of the Week, Passion Dallas, Passionist, Saw of Fire and Ice, Blazers and Feelings, Gunsight, Void Worlds, Wizards and Wands, Stranded, Interstitial, The Last Shonen, and so much more! please do check them out. Also, Mads and I are celebrating our dataversary literally today. So if you would like to support us and give us a dataversary present at all, please go ahead and rate, review, subscribe, and we'll really appreciate that. It super helps on Apple Podcasts whole stitch. 
All right, back to the show. And the further you go, the more you pick up the scent of scorched earth and scorched flesh. Don't like that. Don't like that at all. And it gets stronger and stronger. It gets stronger and stronger until you reach the burned area that you saw from the top of the mansion hill. Mm, don't like that. Don't like that. Is this going to affect your actions at all? How long has it been since I've eaten? <laughs> um, we'll say that the last item of food, well, no, you said you left pretty quickly, not the several days I had been planning for. No. So, so Zach probably fed me. Well, I don't know that Zach would have had to f- have fed you. Like, I think you and your nose probably got into places to find food. Because it's not really part of Zach's job to feed you. Oh, okay. But we can say that you ate, like, right before you left. Okay. Um. Here's the thing. Smoke also, like, dulls the sense of smell. Yes. So... And I mean, smoke and ashes are already really intense and terrible, like, even as a human. So, um, for a creature with a very strong schnoz, bad, very bad. Difficult, yeah. Um, he doesn't like this. (gasps) Okay, he is gonna try to keep going, though. Okay. Until he loses the trail, because... Emily, for Emily. Yeah. Uh, So you continue on your way. It is getting harder. Um, You sneeze sometimes because you're really paying attention to what you're doing. But you start to feel a little better as you get closer to the river. Yeah, river good. However, you said part of your ranger thing is sensing danger, right? Oh, I remain alert to danger, which just means I can't be surprised, I think. Okay. Um, in that case, give me your passive perception, please. My passive perception? 10 plus your wisdom modifier. Thank you. 11. A merfolk clinging to life. Oh, oh no! Flings herself out of the river to try to grab you for a snack. Rude. But you can't be surprised. Right. So roll dexterity for me, and I won't give you disadvantage for it. Okay, dexterity save. Only 12, though. Okay. Um, so this merfolk manages to grab you. Rude. And let's roll some initiative. <laughs> Great. I just roll a d20, right? D20 plus your dex mod. 12. I mean, that's much better than what she rolled, so <laughs> you get the first move. Hey. Um, you have been grabbed by I was going to say I'm grappled, right? You are grappled. Okay. Um, so it takes an action to break that grapple, okay. and then you can take another action instead of moving away, or you can move away as your your main okay. action. Um. Don't at me if I get these rules wrong. Combat is my weak point as a DM. Okay, well, the very first thing that he would want to do is get free. Okay, so we're going to roll 
Strength to strength? Eleven. So you two struggle against each other, but she's very weak. She okay. hasn't eaten in a while. And you manage to just hit her in the face just right to surprise her, and she lets you go. Okay. Now you can take another action. It can be a move action, or it can be a different kind of action. A- acting on instinct, he would he would probably bite because he was grabbed. So roll to attack. Oh, God. Oh, all right. So bite counts as a weapon and unarmed, and I'm proficient in it. Yes. So with strength, I roll with strength. Yes. Strength and proficiency. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's a nat 20. Okay, so roll your damage twice. <laughs> I bite real good. <laughs> okay, damage is 1d4. Five. Five total? Yep. Uh, so she recoils as you take off a chunk of her face. And she goes back into the water. She throws rocks at you, but she definitely misses. And she does not come back out of the water. B runs um, away from the water. Let's say outside of lunging distance. I wonder if the microphone can pick up a Roman gently snoring in the Gentle corner. Gentle snoring. Um, <laughs> very appropriate. So he runs out of lunging distance. But he also runs along the bank because he's quite thirsty. So he searches for a spot that he would think is like deep enough that it's not full of soot, but shallow enough that it's not likely to conceal a waiting mer person trying to snack on him. Roll nature for me. Gladly. Twelve. You find a place to drink. You think it's clean. I'm not gonna give you negative effects right now. But suffice it to say, you're probably gonna have a tummy ache later. Okay. Um, so you have escaped your encounter with the hungry mer person in the river, the river person, with being closer to the water and having a revitalizing drink. I'm going to give you an opportunity to roll perception again to find Emily. So again, your triple advantage. This. I mean, we both forgot dice. So 18. We're 18. Oh yeah. You super, super find your way. Uh, super, 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 super. Anyway, uh, so you find your way quite easily to a cave. It's not hard to find the humanoid footprints leading in and out of the cave. Don't like the way you said that! There are also drag marks. Don't like that! Leading in into the cave? Nope. <laughs> but not back out of the cave. Mm-mm. What would you like to do, adventurer? <laughs> the face Matt is pulling at me right now. He doesn't like this. <laughs> he. This is his first instinct. His first instinct is to go and find a very large stick. Okay. Because uh, he wants to be able to use it as a weapon. <laughs> Roll investigation for okay. your large stick. I love stick. It's just, I need a stick right now. You said investigation? Yes. Okay, I rolled a 12. 
Okay. Um, you find a stick. It's not very big. It's like a one and a half foot stick. You don't have a lot of options. This place is pretty burned. True. True. So you're kind of lucky to have found the stick at all. He gives it a thoughtful chew and then he leaves it (laughs) because he knows that his bite is going to be... Heck, trying to do a body check is going to be better than trying to fight with a a piddly stick like that. Yeah, you try to chomp it and it disintegrates in your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so stick plan abandoned. What are you doing? Very carefully doing my best to sneak into the cave. Okay. I know I told you not to take this stat. Yeah, you did tell me not to take this stat. I don't know what I was thinking. Hilarious. Roll stealth. Yeah, hold on. Let me just (laughs) double check something really quick. I'm double checking all my traits because I don't remember them. Well, sucks to suck because I rolled an 18. Okay, you sneak in. Actually, that's a 19. You sneak in. As you sneak in, reverberating around the cave, you hear. Oh no. Nice fully work. Thank you. That actually is some of my best. So I hear snoring. You hear snoring. You hear very good fully work snoring. Yes, I do, in fact. And as you go deeper into the cave, I'm not even going to make you roll for it. There's three ways you can go, and one way definitely has Emily. And Zach. Oh, bad. Bad. No. One of the other two ways is where the snoring is coming from. Uh-huh. I will make you roll for that. Okay. I don't even know. His only priority is to be with Emily. So if he wouldn't roll for, or if he wouldn't try to find where the snore is coming from, just ignore that. Okay, he would want to know if it's the same place. So I guess perception with advantage still, because I get advantage on hearing. Yes. Oh, I'm nervous. (sighs) Okay, so Emily and Zach are down the middle path. The snoring is coming from the leftmost path. I'm going to continue sneaking towards my people. Okay, I'm not going to make you roll to sneak again. You're very kind. Um, (laughs) You find actually a half dozen kids down there. Oh, bad. um, In a kind of makeshift cage. Oh, no. And Emily immediately goes to the bars of the cage and gets on her knees and goes, Bumble, what are you doing? Bumble, come here. Come here, boy. I immediately go to Emily. I can't stop myself. I am also wagging. (laughs) Hey, buddy, what are you doing? He says softly, while wagging. I love you too, but when? How long? What are you doing? Looking for you. 
You found me, buddy, but I'm kind of stuck. I see that. Is Zach here? <laughs> Looking around. Yeah, and uh, she kind of gestures towards the back of this cage. He is currently asleep. He has a gash on his leg. Don't like that. He can't have been here too long, because you just saw him yesterday because of how you messed with my timeline. Sorry. Eh, not upset. But he is laying in the back of the cage, asleep. It, sorry, it also would have been two days ago, right? Because he doesn't come on errand days. No, you're right. So, so yeah, day two, before yesterday. two days ago, Yeah. and in that case, his face is a different color than normal. Bad. But you can't really tell what color. Just that it's different. Yes, because colorblind. Or at least... Limited. Limited color perception. Yeah. It's it's pretty clear at this point. I think so. Would it's you like clear. to reveal to the audience or shall we keep going on with the charade? He is a dog. What kind of dog? He's an Akita. He's a good boy. He's a very good boy. So we're playing with the Dungeons and Doggies rules. You can look in the show notes now. I've left a link to where you can find these rules as well as the Cats and Catacombs rules. Please support these people because I still really want bunnies and burrows. Yep. Which they didn't say they were going to make. But I'm going to hold out hope. You're so cute. As well as budgies and bells. You're funny. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> he is so beside himself over having found her that um, even though he is sitting, he mostly he is wagging furiously and his front, his front paws are sort of going like back and forth. Like he's doing almost a little little dance because he found her when he says what happened even though words come out a little bit of a whine comes out with it can we pause here and bio break yep okay and i believe i had said that okay well we'll, we'll pause for the dog drinking water slurp 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 you're um, a good boy roman that's gonna be a very gross noise for the listeners, so <laughs> I'll <laughs> edit it out. Okay. So, yes. Zach's face is a different color. Oh my god. Thirsty boy. Sir? Are you quite finished? If I wasn't concerned about the listeners just hearing that audio horror you're creating over there. I'd let them know just how long you were drinking for. Oh my god. Go to bed, please. Hi. Oh god, you're dripping. I love you too. Go to bed. He's fine. He'll settle when we settle. Okay. Are you done drinking? Don't get your nose out of that trash can. You done? Okay. Um. Hi. Yes, we love you. You, if you can hear a swishing, that's his tail on the floor. You can't have Robin's eggs or chocolate. That'll kill you. No, he just wants love. The dog's name is Roman, and he's the neediest boy in the entire world. And he's also 11 years old. He's an old man. He's an old man with little whiskers. We're off topic. I mean, it's it's on topic because it's dog related. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's my power cable. Discolored face. 
on Zach. We had also said, I had said. Sorry, listeners, I had to take a break. That um, he's like kind of dancing in place and there's a bit of a whine to his voice when he asks what happened. That's what I was trying to remember. Okay, so do the, do the question in character, please. What happened? Well, Bumble, I was trying to get home to How long have you been talking? This morning, I think. Okay. I was trying to get home. And... This creature grabbed me from the road and brought me here. And I have been here since then. And... He doesn't seem to want to hurt us. But the lock is too high for us to be able to get to. He's he's tall. Mm-hmm. Listeners are just going to hear dog sounds because he's not ready to go to bed until we are. He looks up at the lock, which if it's too high for Emily to get, it's definitely too high for Bumble. Yes. Um, for B. Good boy. Thank you for settling. You don't know what kind of creature? I've never seen one before. Have any of you? No? And then the littlest of girls goes, I know. I know. As she waves her hand in the air. I know. Tell me softly. He's a grimlock. Would be ever heard of this? I mean, before he couldn't speak any other languages except Doggin. So probably not. Hi. I just thanked you for settling so nicely in your bed and you're back. You're talking. I want to be involved. <laughs> that is, in fact, the voice that we do for him. <laughs> yes, it is. Hi. Hi. I love you. I love you so much. I'm going to sniff. And if you sit on the ground, you better watch out because I'm going to sit in your lap as soon as I can possibly manage. I'm going to have to try to figure out help to get you out. Be careful, okay, Bumble? I will. You're my Bumble baby. And she reaches through the doors of, or the bars of the cage and just scruffs you on the side of the face. This feels very nice. He loves her so much. She's the only one who can talk to him like that, other than maybe Zach. Maybe on a good day. (laughs) He's wagging. He gives her a big ol' sloppy kiss on the face. And he sneaks away. He sticks his head down the tunnel that has the Grimlock in it. He's gonna have to go further than sticking his head in there to see I thought so. He sneaks down there. (laughs) Roll for it. That's a critical fail. Okay. Bad. Very well, bad. okay. Oh no. Where's my I'm full of fear. stat block? So you start going down this tunnel. It's a cave, right? It- uh-huh. Let him do his thing. No, I wasn't. I'm stressed. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. I thought that they were looking at the dog. You're going down this tunnel. It's a cave. It's not going to be the best walking surface. And difficult terrain doesn't slow you down. 
but you step on a really sharp rock. Ow. And you yip. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you yip right before you enter the area where the Grimlock is. And this humanoid sits up with a start. And I'm going to let you describe him, actually. What? Yeah. What? So tell me how B would describe this creature. Bad. Anything other than bad? Huge. Um, purplish, saggy, <laughs> with a mouth that is too large. Looks like... Looks like a man that would kick a dog as soon as looking at it. And wielding a, a bone club. I think that pretty much covers it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this creature... Emphasis on purple, saggy, and mouth is too large. So this However, creature gets up with his dark, mottled skin. Um, and he looks at you. My ears are all the way back on my head. And he goes, Lunch! And starts ambling towards you. I would like to bolt. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do is opposing dex throws. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, are you serious? Okay, at least I'm proficient, but six. He got an 18. No. So this Grimlock lifts you by the scruff of your neck. Bad. And kind of holds you, not close enough for you to be able to bite him, but holds you in the air and says, Good! The children are hungry. <gasps> and starts going down the tunnel and then kind of pauses for a second with one hand undoes a tie on his toe that you can now see goes back through the wall into the middle chamber. Whoa. You don't know why that was there, but that's where it leads to. And then starts ambling with you down to where the kids are. I mean, he would struggle. We can do opposing strength checks if you would like. Do you want to try that? I mean, I guess that's really all I've got. Okay. Wow, this is really spectacularly bad. I only rolled a seven. Okay. So you don't manage to escape. He gets the rest of the way down to where the kids are. And at this point, all of the kids except for Zach are on their feet. Zach is sitting up, but he's kind of holding his leg where that gash is. Ah, okay. And the Grimlock goes, Lunch! I would like to let out the loudest howl that I can manage. And since I am proficient at howling, as we have previously <laughs> established, it is also a howl of distress, I will say. Okay. Are you trying to accomplish something specific with this howl? Whether it is 
stunning him because it's loud and echoey or whether it is getting the attention of dare I hope another dog or a wolf it's it's a distress call okay um ideal situation he would drop him because he's startled but so that's probably not gonna happen let's I'm trying to determine how we would roll this it's essentially performance, right? I guess, and he is proficient at it. Yes, I'm, I'm trying to give you the best bonus I can, love. Okay. So roll plus charisma plus your proficiency bonus. I can't fucking believe this. Oh no. Yeah, it's only a five. I've, I just rolled a three, a four, and a three in a row. Okay, well that, is not going to do it. Clearly. Uh, so you try to howl, but you're being held aloft by this thing, and you haven't really been held aloft since you were a pup. This is intimidating. It, it more comes out as a whimper. <laughs> you think all is lost. When suddenly this warmth comes over you. It's a s- similar feeling to when you first awakened, and you hear a voice that says, Trust your human, little pup. And before you can do anything else... Good mother? Emily is at the bars, and she's begging, and she says, Please, please, Mr. Grimlock, don't, don't. He's the only thing I have in the world. My whole family's gone, please. And the Grimlock looks at her, and he looks at you, and he says, Oh, Emily, friend. And he puts you back down. Not in the cage? Not in the cage. And then he pats you on the head a little too forcefully, but it is a pat. Bonk, bonk. Yes. I think he's just stunned. (laughs) He just stands there for a minute like... (sighs) Come here, Bumble. Bumble, come, come. Come here, Bumble. Immediately goes to Emily. Sits by her. Hmm... We'll need different lunch for children. Pardon. And he walks away. B looks sidelong at Emily and goes, What just happened? I don't know. I don't know. I heard God. What? Never mind. It really got me. <laughs> okay, good. Excellent. Oh, goodness. Right. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. So now what are you going to do? He's gone to find lunch. Ow, are you okay? That was Roman's head on the table. Bonk. Blockhead? Literally. I have to find a way to get you out. Would you like to roll investigation? Yes. His first idea is, can he dig a hole big enough to get them out? Roll investigation. Fuck. 
for the love of the good mother. It's an eight. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that you can figure this out, but it takes you longer than you want it to take. Uh-huh. You could probably dig your way under. You don't know how long that would take. Yeah. But the rope that was tied to the Grimlock's toe goes up to the lock. And the lock is just a bar through a couple of holes. It's just out of the kids' reach. His eyes get big. Tug toy. What? Hold on. And then he goes and gets the rope. Okay. And experimentally pulls on it. So roll me strength. 14. Okay. You yank on it. Mm -hmm. It gives a little. It doesn't feel like it came completely out. But something definitely happened. So you can either stay here and try to tug on it again. And since something happened, I'll give you advantage on it. Or you can go see what happened. I think he's going to go see what happened. Okay. Uh, So you run all the way back up the one tunnel, down the other tunnel to where the kids are. And you see that you have gotten it out of the lowermost hole. And the hole on the top of the locking mechanism still has this bar through it. But the kids are still managing to push the cage door open some. Mm -hmm. It's not very well constructed. He's not a professional. He's a grim lock in the forest. So some of the kids are managing to squeeze their way out. He says, it's working, and runs back down the tunnel again to tug again. So roll strength again. 13 this time. That's enough to... That's enough to get... Has anyone seen Anastasia and there's that dog whose ears flap really hard so he can fly? Imagine that, but it's this pit bull lab mix with his head between my legs, flapping his head back and forth and shaking his ears really hard. Oh, heavy sigh from you, huh? A heavy sigh? Your life is so hard. (laughs) Because you already have the mechanism halfway undone, that does it. You go tumbling backwards a little bit, but it's free. Good. He runs back up the tunnel again to check on the kids. Bumble, you did such a good job! And she's scruffing his face and scratching behind his ears and giving him so many kisses. Thank you. We need to go. Yeah. Yeah, we need to go. Come on, Zach. And she helps Zach to his feet. Uh, He is a little sway-y. He sways is what I meant to say with my human mouth. That cut looks bad. It is bad. Now that he's up and moving, you smell it more. Yeah. But you all start to go with you at, forgive the pun, the head of the pack. Before you can fully leave the cave, the Grimlock is back. And he looks crestfallen. And all of the kids stop short. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to do something. I am going to use racial trait best friend. How does that work? May cast charm person once per long rest using charisma. And it's a DC of eight plus my charisma. And your proficiency bonus. Yes. Okay. So what, what is eight plus your charisma bonus plus your proficiency bonus? So I know what I'm beating. 
<laughs> um. Also, do I have to roll something to cast Charm Person? No, I'm the one rolling to resist. I just okay. need to know what to beat. Okay, hold on. So it's... If it was an attack, eight. then you would roll. Ten. Ten total? It's only ten. Okay. God, please. Please roll. No, please for the love of God. <laughs> hold on, I gotta see. <laughs> He's got a negative two to charisma. Please. So that's a total of seven. Yes! <laughs> so he still looks crestfallen. But he kind of gets down on his knees and he looks at you and he goes, Emily Front, why are my friends leaving? Sir, they need to go home. They have played with you. They have kept you company. But one of them, he is very sick. Will they come back? Kids are shaking their heads. <laughs> Maybe if you are very, very good. Emily puts a hand on your shoulder. And she says, What's your name? It's Tony. It's short for toenail. But Tony? Okay, Tony. I am named after the creature that assaulted me. <laughs> Being named after a toenail tilts his head. <laughs> he was named after- he was named Bumble because he was stung by a bumblebee. Because <laughs> he tried to eat one. <laughs> I think I killed my wife. was fair. He got you real good, bud. Yes. Tony, I think we can come to an agreement. You help us all get home. You carry Zack. And then you can stay with me and Bumble. Would you like to tell the audience the face you just pulled? He looks at her very abruptly like, excuse me? <laughs> well, you would not fit in the cabin, but... Cabin. Our cave is very small. Ah. Uh, listen, listen, Tony will try it. Trial basis. But if you like it, and we like it, then we can keep each other company. Don't you think, Bumble? Yes. If he is very... Very good. I can be good. You know, the people, people, they, they don't like us. Head tilt. Because a long time ago in the big war, we supported the mind flayers. I, I know what you're thinking. Bad choice. Sorry! <laughs> Matt's just tried to like swallow laughter and it broke me. <laughs> Bad choice. But centuries. Is that the right word? 
And the littlest girl goes, yes. Centuries ago. We're not all the same, us Grimlocks. We can be a little dull, but, but we, we don't have access to education. You understand, Emily friend. Like, like pit bulls. Pit bulls are the staunchest friends. A bad reputation does not a bad dog make. Yes. Are we friends, Emily friend? No more cages. Grimlock's honor. Tony is a good dog. I think so. Trial basis. Let's go home. And you do. You have defeated the Grimlock. <laughs> By befriending him? Yes. That was one of the possible outcomes I wrote in the game notes. Is he still is he still nice after Charm Person wears off? I think he's a little confused. As he mentioned, they're not the smartest. But he has friends now. And friends is what he wanted. He was trying to collect friends like a gotcha. And now he does heavy lifting around the house. He doesn't fit in the house. I said around the house. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could put your building skills to use. And then he goes to school. No, we'll see if we come back to this. Oh my God. Um, so, listener, I've kind of been trying to build in. Okay, I'm being put on pause. As they're walking back, Tony? Yes, Emily friend. B Bumble. You may call me B. I've been granted use of a nickname. Yes. We are friends. Yes. And if we are going to remain friends, I must educate you about our common enemy. The orphanage representatives. All right, guys, gals, and eldritch creatures of genders unknown. That's our show. Tune in in a couple of weeks and we will do an interview with Mads. Other than that, again, please rate, review, subscribe. If you have any questions or concerns or you'd like to guest on our show, please email us at thegamesafootpodcast at gmail.com. We'll catch you next time. Oh, and one more thing. I'm going to include a couple bloopers after the end theme. So stick around for those, and I really hope you enjoy them. All right. I think that's all the business we need to take care of. So bye. Test, test, this is only a test. Mads, won't you pick it up here? Test! It's test! I was not prepared to sing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I've never been more ready to play D&D in my life. I love that I hit record right when you said that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's sniffing the microphone. See if it picks it up. What's that? Okay.
Was that a tiny move? Okay, are you done investigating the mic? Good boy. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.